Hey, what's up everyone? It's Riley here from SOG Football with another episode of the Caveman Corner featuring my Neanderthal brother over here to the right, Mitchell Baines. Um, so yeah, pretty much about a minute ago as I'm setting up this podcast, I for some reason tried and move the light up here so I could maybe get a better look of our faces. Maybe that's the podcast is uh, missing, but it seems like God told me it was a bad idea and I pretty much my fucking fingers feel like they're peeling. So uh, <laughs> not a good way to start the podcast. We'll get through it. If you guys are new here, we actually do our picks against the spread every single week. It is me, Mitchell, and the coin, which is a literal coin we flip. And it's getting pretty interesting uh, so far. So to break down the season record, uh, last week I was 6-8, and eight, Mitchell was 8-6, and six, and the coin was 5-9, and nine, which leaves the record 77-72-1 for me, 80-69-1 for Mitchell, and 76-73-1 for the coin. So uh, go ahead and talk your shit, Mitchell. Get used to it. Uh, I, I want to end. I'm officially hit 69 losses. Uh, maybe we'll just we'll stop there. But, yeah, I mean, today's episode we'll talk a little bit more about how I've been, uh, you know, dominating the season spread. We're going to recap a little bit about last week. Uh, and, of course, we're going to talk on that week 11 action in the NFL. Should be a good one. A few great matchups. Uh, as Riley mentioned, I'm three games up this year. Long season to go. Uh, you know, three games uh, not the end of the world. Uh, definitely, you know, doable for a comeback, but, uh, you know, feeling pretty nice over here right now. All right. Well, I, I was expecting a little, little more of shit talking, but you just had a nice, quiet, deep voice. I, I, maybe maybe you're a little humble today. Trying to, trying to lull you to sleep before I, uh, you know, put the finishing touches this week. And, of course, we have the segment, which is unique just to our show. We are the only people smart enough to figure out this caveman or the uh, <laughs> this segment which is the caveman and chooch of the week so why don't we just go ahead and start off we're, right? we're not smart enough to say it but we're smart enough to produce it all right <laughs> so uh i'll let you start off you you have, you have two great ones i actually kind of want you to start the chooch of the week because this is this is one that makes me laugh well i'm i'll start with the chooch of the week and you know a lot of potential choices in the uh, nfl i went outside the box and we picked somebody outside the nfl somebody who used to be in the nfl so we went with rex ryan uh goes on a big tirade uh after the jets lost this week tells people he never wants them to compare robert sala to them because this defense is sad as hell uh, Rob Sala, uh, you know, goes on, I think, it was, you know, he's being interviewed or whatever and says, hey, you know, Rex Ryan, if you want to talk to me, you know where I live, you know where I'm at. Uh, you know, th- I guess the other breaking news from this whole saga between Rex Ryan and uh, Rob Sala was Rob Sala's brother went on Twitter the other day and told Rex his defense was only good because of the talent he inherited from Eric Mangini, told him he's got no talent himself. So at this point, we're rating for a tables and ladders chairs match between the Ryan brothers and the Sala brothers. And I'm all here for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I actually think that's a fucking great clapback by the brother, too. And great great by Robert Sally. You know, pretty much you got an issue with me. Fucking say that to my face. I love it. That's some caveman mentality. I'm, I'm surprised you're not Robert Sally. Robert Sally's brother is caveman. Mr. Sally's got a, you know, a nice bald head. Uh, doesn't look like the time, kind of guy I'd like to get in a tuffle with. Of course, he uh, coordinated a great defense over in San Fran. Uh, hard to say whether or not, you know, it's... It's a lack of his abilities right now, or just a lack of Jets talent in general. I think it's absolutely the lack of lack of Jets talent, and it, and I think his brother's absolutely right. Where Rex Ryan did inherit fucking this ridiculous defense for the Jets, and he didn't make much of it, like one playoff win to show for it, which is kind of sad considering he's probably the best Jets head coach they've had in like the past twenty years. It has been shit coach, shit quarterback. Bring back Herm Edwards. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they, they they haven't been good for a while. But yeah, I might as well go with my uh, my chooch of the week, which I will have to give to. Let's hear it. <laughs> Am I the chooch of the week? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not gonna make the chooch of the week. I actually want you to go with your caveman of the week first. Okay, you just you're just fooling around with us. Okay, I'll go with my caveman of the week. I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger. So Ben Roethlisberger out this week due to COVID nineteen. So you know, one would think. Uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger must have tested positive before the game, right? Uh, of course, he must have tested positive for COVID, you know, during those daily tests to be ruled out for the game. One would think wrong. Ben Roethlisberger, you know, the kind, great man that he is, actually self-diagnosed himself for COVID, self-reported his symptoms, didn't want to, you know, risk anybody on the on the team <laughs> testing positive. So he heroically chose to self-report and set out the game on his own accord. 
So Ben Roethlisberger, the king of being injured every week, he's a goddamn hero. He sat out this game to save the rest of his team and, you know, potentially everyone in this league. Unlike that Aaron Rodgers who should be in jail. Ben Roethlisberger, we salute you. You're my caveman of the week. I got to give a, a shout-out to actually my uh, my good friend Kyle Harrington in one of our fantasy football leagues, renamed his team to Critical Thinking American Hero with Aaron Rodgers as a display picture. I'm actually going the opposite end. I think you're a scumbag. You're making this political. This is a disgusting act, and I don't appreciate it, and that's why you're my choosh of the week. As, as someone who's a, a Kirk Cousins supporter. Is this why, is this why you waited <laughs> to, to report your Chooch of the Week? Because you were waiting for me to say my caveman of the week? No, nah, well, I mean, I, I do want to make you. I know it's a, you you're, you got a shtick right now, but I don't appreciate this. I if They have the right not to get vaccinated. Honestly, I feel like it, it was like back in football days too. Like Nowadays, it's like, okay, if you have any signs of concussion, you got to report that. I feel like back in the day, it's like, bro, don't say anything. Stay in the game. We need you. Poor Ben Roethlisberger dealing with shoulder issues, knee issues, ankle issues, back and issues. vagina issues. He's got a loose one. He has COVID. He's an American hero and a patriot. He's essentially Mel Gibson from Braveheart. The league would not be what it is without Big Ben Roethlisberger. What are the chances that Big Ben's just contacting Joe Rogan, trying to figure out how to how to get at this nagging COVID issue? I, I mean, this I wouldn't put anything past Ben Roethlisberger at this point. Yep, I, I think he's going to self-diagnose cancer next week. I'm surprised we went through this whole segment without making a Big Ben Roethlisberger rape joke. But you know <laughs> what? We're low, low, low-hanging fruit. At this point, it is. Um, I was actually going to give my chooch of the week to uh, Greg Roman. Uh, I mean, for obvious reasons, like to have the Miami Dolphins pretty much go cover zero for 90% of the time. I, I just I have no idea how an NFL coach can't be able to dial up something. Like, you're you're an offensive guy, and, like, fuck, I feel like anyone who's played Madden would know. Like, what would you well, say the first Well, in thing? that situation, uh, essentially you would just try to max protect and run some man-beating routes is what exactly. I would do. Exactly. I mean... Some was, corners, some, some posts. Some sluggos. You know, some slants. Some slants, some sluggos. I mean, some they, meshes, they started, pick routes, They started pick getting some stuff later with the, the out route, but I just don't understand... How they didn't have anything dialed up. Uh, you you saw Lamar Jackson. It seemed like he was surprised by the pressure, even though he was getting it the whole time. It looked like uh, the Dolphins' corners were finally healthy, though. I mean, Byron Jones yeah, they, and Xavier uh, Howard, that's one of the best, maybe the best corner duo in the league, and, and they haven't done much all year. Respect so. to Xavier Howard, man. He had a fucking great game. Uh, I think I think he's definitely still I, – I would put him in, like, the Tier 1 of cornerbacks. But, yeah, I, I was going to give it to Greg Roman. Uh, I, I found it funny, too. I saw a lot of social media pretty much calling for his axing to get rid of him. Uh, doubt that happens this year, but you are my chooch of the week. And then I'll, uh, I'll go next for my caveman of the week, which, uh, fuck, why did I already forget his name, Mitchell? God damn. Uh, it, was, it was such a generic. You know, he, we was, don't even need to say his name. It was we such can just a generic. Describe. I feel bad. I love me some hoggies. Just describe the act that he, no, it, he completed. It was, it, was, it was like a... You gotta look up. You know, you, you continue. You it's continue, one of those generic names. You continue you, praising his play, and I'll find his name. When when you have a creative player in like Madden or Two K, and it just comes out with the most generic name possible, but it is the Miami Dolphins offensive lineman who. Made I can't it. believe you forgot the name of the great Robert Hunt. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's way too generic for me. Uh, yeah, just one of those plays where he's an ineligible man. He still makes the catch. And instead of going down, this guy pulls some heroic running back shit for like a three pounded, three hundred pounder to do that is phenomenal. I fucking love it. I think that's any fat man's dream to to be able to do that. And you know what? As an ex fat man who is approaching fat again, I, I love to see it. Let's go, fat people! Big win for the culture. Ex fat man. Ex. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, moving yeah, on. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Cu- couple pizzas today. You know how it is, boys. Um. So yeah. Uh, I wanted to. I, I got a, a couple of notes, but I mean, fuck it. Yeah, let's talk about the key, the key things that happened in Week Ten. Let's touch on them. I, I'll start. I mean, let's talk about your Falcons game. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. So, so first no, off, no, the, the, no, no. the Chiefs are back. The Chiefs are back. <laughs> the Chiefs are back. The Falcons suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, so surprised. The Pats, sleepy team, sleepy team. But you know, sleeping giant maybe. Any uh, other keynotes you had? Cam Newton back scored a, t- a few tutties. Love to see it, and he's getting the start this week. Uh, we got the Seahawks shut out. Holy shit, Russell Wilson looked bad, but I still don't think he'll continue that way. It's that uh, uh, 18 hours uh, rehab schedule. Yeah. Did you <laughs> was, not see was that? that? what it was? He uh, claimed he was rehabbing his finger 18 hours a day. 
I mean, sounds like his excuse for jerking off. Yeah, I'm rehabbing my yeah, fingers. Right. You think a, a great Christian man like Russ Wilson's jerking off this I just, guy? Especially with Sierra as a wife. He, he, uh, I, do, I, I don't think you have to worry about that with Russ. But, yeah, um, it was also funny. I saw Pete Carroll calling out the refs. I mean, I'm sure there was some questionable calls, but that wasn't the refs' fault. Your team just played awful. I mean, defense played fine. Um, 49ers upsetting the Ram. God damn, the 49ers are so unpredictable. I don't even know what they to They just out-physicaled the shit out of the Rams. They said, we're going to th- run the ball on you every single play, and there's nothing you could do Eli about Eli Mitchell, it. Uh, 27 rushes on the day. I think Jeff Wilson had 10. Nice broken middle finger to go with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean it is what it is. The life of a running back, right? Uh, also, Lions upsetting – or sorry, Lions – well, upsetting the Steelers, but it was a tie. Upset tie. Upset tie, I mean – Ben Roethlisberger, American hero, probably would have got them the loss. Dan Campbell, we knew you had it in you, buddy. Uh, and then Washington upsetting the Bucks, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, I, I still think the Bucks are legit. I just think it's one of those games they need to have middle early to the season and to be able to build off because they uh, got embarrassed. At what point are we going to accept that wild games in the NFL just happen? It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Oh, man. Bills was... lost to the Jags. Cowboys lost to the Broncos. In our group it it chat, just happens. In our group chat, it's it's a big big topic of, topic of discussion. Where you, Mitchell's the always the, hey, it's the NFL, anything could happen. <laughs> just the generic excuse guy. Big, big AD69 guy as well, too. Yeah, so. I, I think that pretty much uh, kicks it off. So why don't we go ahead for... Our picks against the spread. So the Thursday nighter. Oh, we're starting with the My one we've been hyping up. New England. No, I got. I got to do it. Turn, turn down your mics, Fighting everyone. Turn out down of the red corner. Turn down your mics, everyone. The New England Patriots uh, against the lowly Atlanta Falcons. The Patriots favored by minus seven, and the over/under set at forty-seven. Holy fuck, the Patriots are going to slaughter the Falcons. Is this, before, a, is this a trap game, everyone? Before we talk about this game. Instead of, because I could just go and make this on uh, on any betting website. 20 bucks right now, right off on the spread, negative 7 or minus 7. I think the Patriots cover that spread. So here's what I'll do. Nope. Uh, hands out. Either you shake it or you're a coward. There's, there are only two options. You do one or the other. I'm going to offer you a, a bigger bet or else you're a coward. I'm going I'm I'm to double your bet. So can you quit $40? talking for a second? Okay. $50, Falcons money line, 3 to 1 odds, which is what the sports books are paying out. I'll do it. There we go. So 150 if I lose. Yep. I owe this guy like 200 for <laughs> for a, a uh, little more than that. Football. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's Don't worry, I'm... guys. The SOG put football account pays well. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, fuck. Ride. Patriots are riding high, and I don't think they're a team that can that goes lightly after a win. I think Bill Belichick is one of those guys, one of those coaches that always has them ready, never has them underestimating their opponent. And I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to get trampled. Um, I'm I'm going them. I'm going the Patriots of the spread. I just I just got uh, free fifty dollars from Mitchell. <laughs> he needs it, everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's where I'm at. I mean, obviously the Falcons looked like shit last week. It was one of those weeks where everything that can and will go wrong. I, I screwed up that quote. Well, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Essentially, in the middle of opportunity oh, it's, this is a big turn down your mic episode because we're going in uh yeah the falcons looked horrible uh so the the, the cowboys converted on three of three fourth down attempts in the first half uh extended drive scored touchdowns uh they go block a punt uh and then did i say the falcons converted i meant the, the cowboys converted yep and, and then the falcons tried to convert a fourth down uh and obviously didn't Couple big turns of events, and essentially by the start of the, the third quarter, the game was already over. What, what are you leading to here? I don't know. Uh, I don't know you're I'm leading to, to. We looked like shit, but I'd, like, the, what I was leading to was it was one of those games where every everything went wrong. Uh, so what, here, here's what worries me about this Thursday night game: uh, Falcons already had a lack of weapons, missing Calvin Ridley, obviously out with you know mental health issues. Uh, Kyle Pitts still as good as ever, but you know Bill Belichick is known for shutting down the opponent's top guy. If Cordero Patterson misses this game, I think the Falcons are in trouble. Can you name their starting three receivers? I think we do this every week. Zadeus Bateus or some ridiculous shit. Olamidi Zacchaeus. I think they have Tajay Sharp as well. Uh, uh, he's in there. Uh, fuck. Who, who would be their, their you didn't Russell even Gage? Yeah, oh yeah. big. You, you missed their great number one Austin, Russell Gage. Uh, what I'm trying to get at here... You guys stink. What, what, happen, you guys stink. what happened was the Cowboys, much like what the Dolphins did to the Ravens, the Cowboys just went man coverage all game, and our guys couldn't get open. That worries me because if you're shutting down Kyle Pitts, I don't trust those other guys to get open. Here's my counter argument because I obviously bet the Falcons to cover this, and I just made a money line bet. 
I'm probably going to be crushed, but, you know, anything could happen in the NFL. I'm calling a letdown spot for the Pats that, you know, they've won a few big ones in a row. Uh, on the road, primetime game with that rookie QB, anything could happen. Uh, I'm going to ride with the Falcons in this one. I'll probably lose $50 plus, you know, some humility and pride. Uh, but we'll we'll ride with the guys on this one, and uh, we'll take Falcons. I'm glad seven. you admitted that these at the end because that was the least convincing argument ever. I I just I see and hear a reluctant man, just the least convincing. I just you just gave me free money. Sometimes you it. stare into the abyss, and the abyss stares back, uh, and that's what's happening with this Falcons bet. Uh, it's very likely we go four and six here, which I mean it's a little bit depressing, but honestly we've kind of overexceeded expectations thus far, and <laughs> and, and which is crazy to think we have at four and five. Uh, I think the team has kind of overexceeded expectations thus far. Oh it, it makes me sad. God. Like I I actually still think it, it, as a, as a big. Matt Ryan supporter. It makes me sad because I know he still has it, and he just doesn't have a supporting cast around him. I truly hope we give him the Wentz treatment and, and ship him off somewhere where he could kill it or actually build a solid team around him because it, it sucks to watch this team. The defense is just horrible. other than like two, three guys, <laughs> and we got no talent in the receiving core. Oh, man. You're you're defeated. Uh, the, the nice thing is we do have a lot of draft picks going into what next year. What a life to live. Your team go, is going four and six. Oh, we've exceeded expectations. God damn. Uh, we'll see what the coin thinks. The coin is going head. All right, guys, the Falcons are about to go five and five. We're about to get back in the driver's seat of the NFC South. Yeah, going with Woo! Rise up, baby. Bill Belichick, legend at stopping your main receiving threat. It's gonna have our well. Let's fucking we, we fucking talked about this game no, for twenty minutes. Let's no, what move I'm saying on. is I can only talk so much. With, uh, Kyle Pitts. That's actually I have one of my sell my souls, which is Kyle Pitts the under on five and a half receptions and sixty one and a half receiving yards. Go with it, Bill Belichick will shut him down. He's gonna make this rookie's life a miserable hell. Uh, Bill Belichick called him a superstar earlier this week. I'm just gonna go opposite rally here. I'm gonna say Kyle Pitts over sixty one and a half receiving yards and, and for the five and a half receptions. I don't like the five and a half receptions. I actually don't think he'll go over that. Fair enough. Um, it's also worth mentioning last week I was. Uh, three wins, one loss in my sell my soul bets, and Mitchell was two and zero. Oh. I, I was two and zero oh last week in the you sell were my soul. Two and zero, oh guys. So I, 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 I still got so it. That's an official one. You're going Kyle Pitts over. I still got it. Throw it in there. I'll mark it down. Throw it in there. So next over yards. Let's clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. I'll, I'll do a little arrow so we know. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles, with the Eagles favored by one and a half, and the over under set at forty three. Oh, this is the number one jaw drop of me looking. I'm going to bet on this game uh, specifically, and it's another one of my sell my soul bets. I love New Orleans uh, plus one and a half. I'm shocked to see Philly favored in this game. Jalen Hurts is nothing but a fantasy quarterback. It's not a good real life quarterback. He's been uh, looking good the past few weeks, man. He's been looking all right. I still, I still don't buy in the Jalen Hurts hype. I think that the Saints defense is not getting enough credit. I believe that they will win this game. And if Alvin Kamara comes back, I'm way more confident. I'm pretty sure he will be back, but I believe the Saints team just controls this and they get back on track. Yeah, Saints, fucking Saints, man. I took them to not cover three last week and they ended up only losing by two. Absolutely sewered me. I'm picking against them this week and I, and I look at it and I'm like, why would I pick against them? I would expect them to be favored. Sometimes I'm just like, you know, Vegas knows best. These guys are onto something. I don't know why Philly's favored in this game. And I looked at it and I was just shocked. I'm rolling with Vegas. I'm taking Philly minus one and a half. I think Hertz has looked good the past few weeks. That uh, that defense knows how to take advantage of not so good quarterbacks. They absolutely crushed Jared Goff a few weeks ago. They killed Teddy Bridgewater last week. Uh, like that defense can create turnovers and they can score. It's just it's it's very hit or miss. I think they're going to be able to take advantage of Trevor Simeon. He's still not that Dude, good. So it's. Uh, Simeon confirmed again starting this week. I don't know what, why would they change it. I mean, uh, I, I'm just, I was just going to ask, like, do you think they have a better chance winning with Taysom Hill quarterback? Uh, I mean, he had a winning record last year, but I, I mean, Sean Payton better better team last. Sean year. Payton obviously doesn't trust Taysom Hill for whatever reason. All right, we'll see what the coin thinks. Coin and a weird flip that it was the most limp dick flip I've ever yeah, seen. Fell off the pen, slid on the paper. Couldn't do that again if I tried. Is going with tails for the uh, the Saints. Uh, next up, we have the Ravens at the Bears with the Ravens favored by minus four and a half and the over-under set at 45. I'll let you start off with this one. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, the last impression we had of uh, Baltimore was you know the Thursday primetime game, them getting punked by the Dolphins. I think we both took Baltimore minus seven in that game, or we're kind of laughing at them. We were saying easily d- double-digit win, and obviously yep. that did not happen. I was, I was wrong. You got to think on 10 days rest, they kind of righted the ship. Uh, Chicago, meanwhile, I believe they're coming off a bye week. Uh, they go in, they went and lost to uh, Pittsburgh prior to the bye, which was you know kind of that ref controversy game. Uh, I just think Baltimore is too good to not be able to win by this amount, which is exactly what I said last week when I fell into that trap. But I just think, you know, 10 days rest, even with the Chicago team coming off the bye, uh, Baltimore is too good. Their playoff team in the AFC in Chicago is, uh, you know, they're a pretender. They're, they're not going to be good this year. Fields has only shown me uh, enough from one game. He hasn't shown me enough all which year. His last game, to his credit. Yeah, to his credit, last game, and, and you know maybe he builds upon that after the bye week. I just don't see it happening, uh, not against Baltimore at least, so I'll take Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, if Baltimore's offense gets shut down again, I, I genuinely feel like the Baltimore fans will come with pitchforks and bricks and just terrorize uh, Greg Roman's house. R.I.P. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, R.I.P. Le'Veon Bell getting cut, but I mean... He's not dead, he just show. got cut. This guy is... I mean, he's washed. You could see it, and with Latavius Murray coming back, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I gotta go Baltimore. They're gonna write the ship exactly what you said. Um, uh, four and four and a half just does not do Baltimore. Enough. We apologize to our viewer for the next few picks because there's gonna be a lot of similar choices. Yep. All right. Well, we have the coin to go different, but they are not. Is going Baltimore as well. Next up, we have the Lions at the Browns. The Browns favored by a whopping eleven and a half after their trampling. Uh, of themselves, but yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say, who they trample? <laughs> well, they, they got trampled. Um, they trampled themselves. Well, I mean, we know who trampled them. Hey, with the over under set at forty three and a half. God damn the the Lions! I just I, I can't help but go with them in these double digit um, spreads. I feel like I've taken everyone this year in the with, Lions. Yeah, with the Lions plus eleven and a half, and you, know, I I think they're actually pretty good against the spread. Maybe you could Google that right now. But the uh, Lions have been pretty solid. I mean, I think they were only blown out a few times. Like, Philly blew them out. Um, I think one other time they might have been blown out. But other than that, they, they tend to keep games close. <laughs> yeah, they're a grimy team. They play they play tough. And DeAndre Swift looking really fucking good, man. I'm, I'm buying into the, DeAndre- the The weirdest part was they had a pair of backup running backs go for touchdowns, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one touchdown was fucking nice. It was that guy with... He has a super long African last name. I forget. It was like yeah, Obi- Minka Fitzpatrick got tur- tossed and turned on that one. Yeah, I mean, fuck. That was a great run. And I love to see those guys who are just like fringe bubble guys or roster guys, and they're just making plays like that. I love to see it. But, yeah, I, I got to go Detroit. Not too confident with it. But, yeah, just 11 and a half to a Browns team that's just hasn't been able to get anything going passing. I got to go with the, the Lions. Yeah, not much to say here for me. I just think – Cleveland has all the talent in the world. I've said it all year, and they haven't lived up to expectations. Baker obviously has been injured by the shoulder. Now he's got a hurt knee. Uh, we don't know the health of Chubb. Is he coming back from the COVID list? Obviously, Dernish Johnson's look great, but uh, O-lines look great. They're, but their D has been kind of disappointing. Like They got run all over by the Pats. What is the Lions' strength? Uh, running the ball, they're probably going to let Jared Goff attempt like six passes this game. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll take them to cover, you know, they'll, they'll try to dominate time of possession and try to grind out, you know, <laughs> a tight one like they did with Pittsburgh. Uh, I doubt they win, but I think they'll keep it closer than that spread. So Detroit yeah, pretty wild. That, uh, ends up being a tie game against the Steelers and Matt Stafford threw for like 110 yards. <laughs> it's fucking shout out, uh, shout out Matt Stafford's wife. Why, why are we even talking about, oh, cause uh, we're talking about. We're talking, yeah, Matt Stafford I plays see, for the Rams. Yeah, Jared yeah. Goff? Shout out Matt Stafford's wife uh, for throwing peanuts at the opposing fans last game. Uh, did she? Yeah. Did you also notice that Matt Stafford's wife looks like a fucking doppelganger of Cooper Cup? I, I too saw that meme. Uh, um, some nepotism going on in that Rams. Anyways, we'll flip the coin. We got uh, we got heads for Cleveland. So the, the Matt Stafford's wife and Cooper Cup are just the Lannisters. <laughs> is, is that the meme? No, I'm just making that up. I don't know. Um, we got the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers favored by minus two in the over-under set of 49. Fuck you for copying me, but yeah, I got to go with the Packers on this one. Uh, love me some Aaron Rodgers. The guy's an American hero for reasons opposite of what Mitchell said. But yeah, I, I think that this is justifiable, Minnesota being this close in the spread. It just... Minnesota's another one of those teams. Who knows what kind of what kind of team you're going to get? I actually think top to bottom they're a pretty good roster, but they just 
continuously seem to choke in these late game situations. I, I can't imagine against this very stingy Packers team that they'll be able to win. And with that minus two spread, I got to go with the Packers. Yeah, Minnesota is the king of absolutely losing close games. Uh, I bet you they'll lose this game by a field goal, which is why I chose Green Bay minus Mason two. Mason Crosby, <laughs> Crosby going to be victory lapping. Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby. This guy's yeah, he's spoken like a true Pats fan. Uh, yeah, he's been missing field goals all year. I just think Green Bay, this is like the first year where their defense has really been up to par with their offense. Obviously, they're missing Aaron Jones, but A.J. Dillon is just the new, new age Eddie Lacy. Just ride that train, baby. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has looked, you know, sadly great when he's when he's, you know, even though he should be in prison. Uh, so I'll ride with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers here. Division rivalry, Minnesota will play them tight. They just won't be able to uh, cover that too. Yeah, good shout out for uh, AJ Dillon, man. I've been saying it forever. Fucking running backs are so replaceable. Dillon, you son of a bitch. The coin. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't, to be fair to, to Dylan, he doesn't do a lot of the things Aaron Jones does, which is, you know, be elite as a pass catcher, but he runs as hard as anybody. Aaron Jones is not elite as a pass catcher. He's serviceable. He's solid as a pass catcher. He's not elite. But yeah, my coin's going with Minnesota. He absolutely is elite as a pass catcher, but we're not going to get caught on semantics here. All right. Next up is the San Francisco 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The 49ers favored by minus six and the over-under set at 45. I'm going with the 49ers. They're fresh off their big win. And now they're facing a really shit Jacksonville team. Surprisingly enough, uh, what does get me a little worried is Jacksonville Jaguars defense suddenly coming out to play. Hey, they, they covered versus the Colts and they beat the Bills. Yeah, they're uh, that gets me worried. But I just think it's one of those games where you have this 49ers offense that's going to just probably... I wouldn't be surprised if Eli Mitchell says, fuck the broken finger, comes back, gets 25 carries. Uh, if not, it'll be Jeff Wilson. Like it doesn't matter who you put out in that Shanahan system. The running back's gonna eat. And then you got, of course, Debo Samuel, who himself is kind of a fucking running back because he's so versatile. But yeah, and then uh, like uh, for the Jaguars, it just Trevor Lawrence seems to be overhyped. Like Mac Jones, at this point, you have to say he's the best rookie quarterback. Like he's he's a uh, he's having the best rookie year. Yeah, I mean he he's gonna be most likely the uh, the offensive rookie of the year. I'm fucking I'm ashamed I didn't. Uh, it's still going to be tough it. to get over Jamar Chase, but he's certainly going to be in the running. Ah, man. It's a, it's so biased to quarterbacks, but uh, yeah, teach your own. But yeah, I'm going with San Fran in this game. Go ahead and talk about why you went with your team. Uh, well, I also went with San Fran, so. I was trying to add a little <laughs> bit of suspense, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, as I was just saying, the Jags went and upset the Bills two weeks ago. Uh, they go last week, and you'd think they would get killed in that Colts game, but they found a way to kind of keep it grimy, keep it close. Lawrence doesn't look great. Uh, I guess the reason I'm rolling Sam Fran here, James Robinson, again, kind of uh, in doubt in this game for injury. Uh, they, they, he's kind of in their bread and butter. They've been riding him, at least on offense, till Lawrence figures it out. Yeah, Carlos he's been in trouble. That, that supporting cast is just not getting it done. Chenault's been a bust. Like His best receiver has been Jamal Agnew, who's kind of like an unknown. Uh, that's tough. They, they need to surround him with better weapons going into next year, and I'm sure they know that. Uh, San Fran, the only thing I don't like about them is the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team. Like they, they go and beat the Rams last week, and I would not be surprised at all if they went and lost this game. I picked them, but like, fuck, this team is so frustrating. I, I couldn't imagine being a San Fran fan. Uh, I'll, I'll roll with them. I think, they, like you said, they're going to run the ball all game, be physical, be tough. And, uh, I mean, if you, can't, if you can't fucking beat Jacksonville by six, you don't deserve to be in the NFC playoffs. So, so question for you. Are you, uh, do you have legitimate beef with Jared for giving you false in- intel on Miss uh, Chanel? I don't know what this has to do with, uh, I guess for, for those who are not in the know, we, we have uh, an inside source that said LaVisca Chanel was going to have a big breakout year being featured all camp, obviously. Yeah, the thing is, he was targeted eight times last game, so he's getting the targets, he's just not producing. He's kind of looking, funny enough, like Cordero Patterson earlier in his career, like a gadget oh. Like a gadget kind of player, right? Like he's not really making any of those actual big plays on offense. I think that's insulting to quote. Cordero hey, it kind of is. Uh, but that's like, I don't know what you knew of Cordero Patterson's early run with the Vikings. He didn't do anything other than kickoff returns. But Chanel has not looked good. Uh, am, I, am I upset at Jared? No, he, he just tried to give me a heads up. So there's your answer. <laughs> All right. Politically correct guy. Uh, so we'll, we'll flip the coin. We got heads for Jacksonville. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills with the Bills favored by minus 7.5 and, and the over-under set at 50. Uh, the Bills fresh off 
the fucking trampling. I mean, I did call that one, but who else wasn't calling that one? Indy's gonna gonna play them tough. Uh, I think Indy is again still one of those teams that's very slept on. Uh, I'm sure they didn't look great last week against the Jags, but I still believe in them as a kind of a dark horse team. This Buffalo team, I believe, will win. But I these seven and a halfs, man, they always get to me. Like I just. It's always that half point. Like all you have to stay in the game is literally a, a touchdown and uh, an extra point. So I got to go with Colts being able to at least keep it within that. Yeah, I'm the same way here. I, the only thing that gives me pause is I could absolutely see the Bills defense being the one that just fucking gives Carson Wentz fits. Uh, you knock what it. Defense doesn't though. It seems like Carson. No, Wentz, he's had a great year. Like I don't know. no, he has like one play per game where he just tries to do some ridiculous contortion of his body as he's getting uh, sacked and like throws a. Ridiculous. You, you just steal my Carson Wentz material. That's always what I say about him. But yeah, I mean, I, like I agree with you. He's still a ridiculous. You, and he you makes do all not these... have the brain to say contorted in a sentence. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, like Carson Wentz still has those absolutely ridiculous plays where he runs around the pocket for eight seconds, gets sacked as he's throwing a stupid lateral. Uh, but that guy's all, acting like he invented it. It's the most commonly known thing about Wentz. Yeah. Uh, no, but he's uh, he's surprisingly had a, a pretty good year. Uh, a lot of that has to do with riding John Taylor. I just don't think you're going to be able to ride John Taylor as hard against Buffalo. That being said, the Colts are a very competitive team. They're, they're pretty good on O and D, much like the Bills. Like a, it's almost like a lesser Bills. Uh, they obviously don't air it out like the Bills. Uh, I just think the Bills, while they are a better team, like over a touchdown spread against a you know a fellow AFC team, which is also going to be in the playoffs, seems a bit too rich for my blood. So I'm taking Indy. All right, flip the coin. The coin is going with heads for Buffalo. I feel like the coin's gone fucking heads every single time. Coin right. knows about that dome field advantage. Exactly. Next up, we have the Washington Football Team at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers favored by uh, minus three and a half. And the over-under set at 43. I was not confident in this game whatsoever. I was going back and forth. But I got to give a little shout-out to my man, Cam. Cam. I feel like this It's just... He's very one-dimensional when it comes to his ability now. At this point in his career, what he can do in offense. But I, I still think people discredit the kind of impact he has in a game with his rushing ability. I think it'll open up for a lot for Christian McCaffrey and... For someone who's averaging like 25 points in fantasy football per game, Christian McCaffrey, this is going to be the week he scores the touchdown. I think this Washington football team is demoralized after the Chase Young injury. Not demoralized. I was going to say, how do you, you got demoralized after, after beating the, after the Super win, Bowl chips? <laughs> no, I think it's one of those ones where you upset a team, but you lose like your best player on defense, and then it's kind of like... Well, fuck. We could have. We could have been this, but you're still riding high, kind of thing. So you're, you're, you're using a narrative against the narrative guy. A narrative. I'm. I'm reverse narrating. I'm. I'm narr- I can't fucking reverse narrative. Yeah, I'm faking the fake. But uh, yeah, I, I just. You're not gonna fake lift. You're gonna fake that you're faking lift. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Water Boy. Yeah, I gotta go with Carolina, and I do not feel confident about it. Uh, yeah, I went with Washington here. Thank God we finally have different picks. Why did I go with Washington? I, I kind of agree with that narrative that, you, you know, they're riding high and uh, they kind of let that get to their heads and lose a game. That's what happened to Atlanta last week, and you see it happen a lot in the NFL. Uh, that being said, I don't trust Cam Newton in this spot. I know he's the former MVP. I've loved him in the past. He scored two touchdowns Damn. last week. Uh, but they, they put in packages specific to him last week. I don't know how much of that offense he could possibly know in, you know, the, the 10 days he's been with the team. That's not a lot of time to learn a full offense. I'm sure they're not going to throw a full offense. They'll try to be smart and, and limit it. I just don't think that's enough time for him. Uh, this is obviously the Cam revenge game against Ron Rivera. That's a, that's a factor as well. Cam. That being said, I'm going Oh, in. yeah, I didn't even take that yeah. in. Do you, do you think he has... No, I think Ron but, Rivera is such like a player's coach. I can't imagine. No, nah, I can't imagine he hates Cam personally. I, I, this is also, well, a, this is also a revenge game for Ron Rivera, who, who got uh, dumped by the Carolina Panthers. So he wants his revenge against his oh, team. Oh, the double revenge. Double revenge. I, I don't trust Cam yet. I think he's only been the team for 10 days, and it's, it's just too tough to learn a playbook in that time. I'll tell you what. I'm rolling with Washington. On paper, not the best game. But you know what? Those two narratives and Cam coming back, I'm kind of interested in this game. Strong I, narrative game. Yeah, I'm going to have to tune into that. See what the coin thinks. Coin going with the home team again. I feel like at this point it's loaded. The coin is cheating. Mitchell set something up. But, yeah, they're going Carolina as well. Following game is the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. The Dolphins favored by minus 3.5. And, and the over-under set at 44.5. Another game not really confident in. Um, I, I don't buy the Dolphins hype at all. I, I think 
when it comes to covering only pretty much running a cover or zero defense. You're not going to do the same thing against the Jets. It's kind of like all teams are going to know that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm first. I just I got to go Jets in this again. Not very confident, but uh, I think Joe Flacco is getting his start again. You know, you know, hold on. What, what, what's one thing we are confident about this game? Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. Joe Flacco is better than Mike White and Zach Wilson. I'll give him credit for that, but he is not elite. But I, I just think he's good enough to get it within a field goal, and that's what we're asking here. It, it's uh, plus three and a half for the Jets, and I'm going with that with zero confidence. Jets money line all day, baby. Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. He's going to come out here looking like the 2012-2013 playoffs, throw for four tutties, throw for 300 yards. We're rolling Jets on this one, baby. Uh, I mean, obviously Miami is still going to be a man-dominant team. I just think, like, I, this is, you know, another big narrative game, right? Like, Miami's that team that struggled all year. Uh, they go and they beat the uh, they go and beat the Ravens. You know, they got 10 days rest. Too much time to think about their wins. Too much partying over in Miami. Jets are prepared. Uh, it's in it's in uh, New York. It's going to be a cold game. Miami doesn't like that. These are fair weather, uh, fair weather team. That's a hot weather team. They're going to lose in the brisk cold of New York. The brisk cold. Love it. Even that, you rolled that K at the end. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what the coin thinks. It's probably going to be heads for the 18th time. we got a little bit of a roller here, adding some suspense. And it is heads again for the coin. Uh, next up, we have the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans with the Titans favored by minus 10. And the over-under, again, set at 44.5. Uh, I'll let you start off with this one. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm an absolute moron, and I probably am. But I took Houston to cover this 10.5. Obviously, Tennessee. Just 10. Just uh, so, oh, just 10. Sorry, folks. Obviously, Tennessee is a playoff team. Uh, I've doubted them all year, and they've kicked my ass all year. They've, they've gone and beat the Bills. They've gone and beat the Chiefs. Like, who haven't they beat? They've gone and beat Arizona. Uh, they're going to beat Houston. Why did I keep this close then? Uh, it's a division rivalry. I think Tennessee's obviously hurting with a bunch of injuries. They're still going to win the game. I just think Houston, much like I've said I, in one of those earlier games, they're just going to be grimy. They're just going to try to run the ball a lot. You know, RPO with Tyrod Taylor, let him run in a little bit. Uh, they're going to keep it surprisingly close. They'll probably lose by like eight points, but they're going to keep it within the 10. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the opposite. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans uh, because I just think they're the far better team. I still think Houston's the worst team in the NFL, and I don't think they'll win another game for the rest of the year. I, I think Houston's coming off a bye here too, right? I shitty coaching. David Coley, you're a bum. Houston Texans, you're also all Mr. Bums. Blank Blank Face, David Coley. Yeah, I, I just got to go with Tennessee. I think Adrian Peterson's going to come, be able to do his celebration, feel like a like a ripe thirty six year old man. If you if you blind five people up on the wall, and one of them is David Coley, could you pick him out? <laughs> I don't know, man. How generic are these people? Mike like White, David Cully, <laughs> a few other generic guys. Throw them all in there. Yeah, I, I got to go with the Titans, and uh, not one of my more confident games, but I do believe they beat the Texans pretty handily. Uh, coin going ahead for the fucking 18th time. Uh, next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Las Vegas Raiders with the uh, over-under set at 49 and a half. And now that I noticed Mitchell picked mine because he picked so much similar, I'm going to go the opposite approach. Mitchell's a, a jinx, so I'm going to go with Las Vegas in this one. Uh, I think this is one of those games. He sounds really confident in it, guys, picking it last second. No, I mean, there's certain ones you look at and you're kind of it's, – it's almost like a coin flip. This is one of those ones as well. But uh, I think it's also one of those games where – the if it's a coin flip, you should just ride it with the coins pick. Oh, that's tempting. Make your pick after I mean, the I'm, coin flip. We, we already know it's going to be home. But I think Vegas has disappointed these past couple games. But what I do know about this team is they know how to generate a pass rush. And what I do know about the Cincinnati Bengals is they're not very good at protecting their quarterback. I think this Vegas uh, pass rushers are going to are gonna get home. Carl Nassib is going to get a little bit of the uh, over-the-back, uh, you, you know what, through uh, – this is like the, the fifth Carl Nassib reference we've got this year from you. It's you what, starting that, to worry me. Th that Max Crosby is a fucking monster. So, yeah, I, I got to go with the uh, the Raiders getting that pressure home, making Joe Burrow make some, some young quarterback mistakes and ultimately win the game. I'm taking Cincinnati. Uh, I think this is one of my bets of the week, right? 
yeah, so I, uh, I, this is one of my. I, I also I should forgot to cover that I, or say that I, I did pick as my other summer sell bet of the week Detroit plus eleven and a half. But I also wanted to pick a favorite. I'm taking Cincinnati minus one. I think they'll win this game by ten or more. Uh, this is the exact same thing that happened to the Raiders last year. They came out hot to start the year and then they they kind of faltered uh, throughout the season. They've lost, you know, their, their head coach. They've lost some of their first round draft picks over the last few years. They do are uh, they they are able to generate a pass rush. I'll give you that. I just think Cincinnati's better, you know, just about everywhere else. Coming off a bye, uh, Cincinnati looked, I mean, not they, they looked good prior to the bye. You know, previous to, I think the game right before the bye, they had just lost a big one. I, I'm just completely blanking on who they lost. I was like, to Cleveland. Cleveland went and punked them, but the week before that, they had beaten the Ravens. Uh, I think uh, Cincinnati wins this, gets back into that playoff hunt in the AFC, uh, and I think they're going to win by a lot. I, I think they're, they're a much t- more talented team than the Raiders. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's also worth mentioning for me, uh, this is actually one of the legs of my sell my soul bet of the week. I'm going with the under 49 and a half for reasons previously, previously mentioned. We'll flip the coin. The coin going tails. Whoa, I'm surprised. Whoa! It's going Cincinnati as well. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's a sign I should have signed with the coin, but I like being a little bit of the contrarian, contrarian so... Moving on, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks with the Cardinals favored by minus two and a half and the over under set at 48. Is Kyler Murray back? I don't know. I think I'm, I'm reading. I, I said he was probably going to play last week. I said 75%. I'm reading he is practicing this week and is more likely to play. So Yeah, I, I think that the Cardinals, it's kind of built into this line right now where uh, I think this is kind of like... A the, little bit of uncertainty. Yeah, uncertainty around Kyler Murray. And I think yeah, I'd take advantage of this. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. And, and I'm very confident in this if Kyler Murray's starting. But that's kind of when we do these shows on Thursday, we don't know all the news with a little bit of speculation in this one. And yeah, I, I kind of... Just a little bit of guessing, folks. Yeah, uh, a little bit of guessing. Yeah, I got to go Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going Cardinals too. Seattle looked really bad last week against Green Bay. Uh, obviously, Green Bay beat Arizona. Uh, so, what the hell am I talking about? But I just don't know. I, uh, I'm questioning the health of Russell Wilson, Mister Unlimited. You know, I'm staying up 18 hours a week and uh, <laughs> completely—I I don't know how you rehab for 18 hours a week. I mean, like, what? Do you, it's just a finger. What the a hell? A lot is, of cocaine. I, I, I can't possibly be true. Just like one of those things that they, they put to the press to the, try to hype up their guy. Um, <laughs> this guy's. Working out, giving 125%, 26 hours a day. Classic Russ Wilson. I, I just question his health. I think he forced himself back. He, he he wants to go and help his team, and I totally respect him trying to force himself out there. I just don't think he's in the position to do so right now. Uh, don't think he's fully healthy. So I'm going to take Arizona, who I guess prior to getting punked by the Panthers has been fantastic all year. Yep, fair enough. And the coin will go with tails for Arizona as well. Next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys at the Kansas City Chiefs with the Chiefs game of the week favored by a minus two and a half, and rightfully so. This game is going to be fucking phenomenal. This is not even a Sunday nighter, and this is a four fifteen game. Yeah, and it's going to be it's going to be a you know what games like this just make me fucking happy to be a football over fan. under over under a fifty six. This I mean this is where we find out are the Chiefs for real. Next highest over under after this. Okay, so this is fifty six, the highest over under the the slate. The next up would be 50 is the next highest over under. They're obviously predicting a high-scoring game, and Vegas knows best. This will be a fucking scorcher. We got the, um, I-, I think, no, actually, I'll let you start off with this one. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I said, that if, are the Chiefs real? Wouldn't I, I feel like a moron. This is where we find out if the Chiefs are back, and this is where we find out if the Cowboys are for real. This is like an absolute, this could even be a potential Super Bowl preview. Like, I'm jumping ahead of myself here, but two teams that, if they're hot, they're hot. Uh Dallas is is looking great on offense. They're really hard to stop because they can pass and run the ball effectively. Michael Gallup's back now. They need Tyron Smith back at left tackle. Neville but... Gallimore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he coming back this week? I believe it is. It's a work in progress. We'll see. We're shouting out a guy who might not be back. Shout out Neville Gallimore from St. Pat's High School. Uh, yeah. The defense has been on point. I uh, looked great last week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna ignore the Broncos game. We'll call it an aberration. KC, as I mentioned earlier, looked completely back against the Raiders. Uh, they were only favored by two and a half in that game, and they went and won by like 30. Uh, I was surprised. I, I didn't know that they, uh, that KC would be favored in this game, seeing as how they looked all last or sorry earlier this year. I guess Vegas is bought in on KC being back, so I'm bought in on KC being back. For that reason, I will ride with KC uh, in their home field. Home field advantage It's a big one there in KC, so I'm taking them. 
See, I don't buy it. I'm I'm still in the boat of. And the thing is, I, I've been in my power rankings. I this entire year, I've kept KC in the top ten. I still think they're a top ten team, but I also think when we're talking about ranges of teams, I'd put. Dallas and KC pretty much like right beside each other. I, I think this is two evenly matched teams, and that's why I got to go with Dallas in this one. Minus two and a half is far generous, far too much of a generous spread for a KC team that really hasn't been playing all that good this season. I think this is one of those overreactions to the last week, and I believe that they'll they'll adjust after I think the Cowboys give them this work. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention the narrative of the Cowboys coming off a massive win. They're they're going to play down to their competition. I, mean, I, I didn't even mention it in the Dallas game. I fucking never... As soon as Dallas... You know how they did the watermelon thing last year and they smashed the watermelon? They did some, like, brotherhood thing before this game no, against wait, Atlanta. No, it was, I, I heard it was, like, a monkey butt thing. Monkey butt is something... Yeah, yeah the chafing like a, button. Yeah, it's like a powder you put over, over pain and shit. And apparently, it was, he was just, like, handing out monkey butt. He was handing out monkey butt to prevent chafing in their butts after the loss against the Broncos. <laughs> God damn it. My, I, 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 McCarthy got me. A, he fucking boomed me again, man. Mike McCarthy, the absolute perfect coach for this uh, for this team because he has absolutely no say. All he all he does is just pretty much just have like hype ups. I'm I'm sure he's probably like editing like the next hype up video. You know has has like the final countdown as the, the, this, the theme song. This guy's reading like every article, like top ten tr- tips and tricks to motivate your guys. This guys pulling out Nickelback lyrics at halftime. If today was your last day, <laughs> no, he's he's ready to roll. Uh, I don't know why the hell I mentioned that. You're taking Dallas. I'm taking Casey. Yep. And the coin is taking tails for Dallas as well. And mentioning too that that is the final final uh, leg of my sell my soul bet of the week. So I'm going with uh, New Orleans plus one and a half, Dallas plus two and a half, and under 49 and a half for the Cincy and uh, Vegas game. So next up we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Chargers. With the Chargers favored by minus five and a half, and the over/under set at forty-seven, um, I holy shit, that was a stinker last game. But you got to assume that Big Ben Roethlisberger's back. Is Ben Roethlisberger any good? Not really, but I can confirm he is better than Mason Rudolph. Uh, this Chargers team has kind of been struggling recently, and I think that this Pittsburgh defense is the real deal. So, do I think Pittsburgh wins? Probably not, but I do believe that they will cover this five and a half point spread. I was honestly a little surprised to see the Chargers favored by five and a half. Like, they've been struggling, man. They, they have been struggling. They started the year really hot, and I, I, I think what they were four and one, and there's something like I, I don't know. I think I losing record since. Uh, I respect their you know willingness to go for it on every fourth down still, and maybe I'm just you know overreaction here, but I, I did not like how Pittsburgh looked last week. We don't know if Big Ben's going to play. Even if he does play, there's so many injuries on that offense right now. I think it makes it easy for a team to key in on Najee Harris, like even though the Chargers have that shit run defense. Uh, I just feel like when's LA gonna turn it around, man? Like you got all this talent, when are you gonna turn it around? Like you can stop the run, get it done. Uh, I'm gonna pick this is the game for that to happen. Like it seems weird because like I don't know how they're five and a half point favorites. And again, I'm just going. It almost feels like a rat poison game. I'm taking it though. <laughs> Give me all the rat poison. All right, fair enough. Uh, coin going back to its home team, which is the Los Angeles Chargers as well. So finally, we have the Monday night game, which is the New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks favored by minus 10.5, and, and the over-under set at 49.5. For Tom Brady to lose three games in a row with this good of a team is seems like impossible to me. Um, when we're talking about stat patterns, talking about people who just love having a lead and, and, and piling it up, that's Tom Brady. I think it's going to be one of those games he's, he wants to prove that this team is still legit. And I don't think they're going to take their foot off of the Giants' throat. Giants are one of those teams that are very wild uh, range of outcomes. I could see them covering the spread, but this is actually one of my more confident ones. I'm going with the Bucks to cover the t- 10.5 point spread. I had been all over the Tom Brady likes Patton stats train earlier this year, and I've made that argument like three times, and every single time I made it, the other team covered the spread. So I'm done with it. Maybe, maybe I'm just I've listened to you too much. Now I'm buying in your arguments. Well, I've, I'm I'm off that argument. So I'm, I'm completely if off you're that off, argument. I'm in. Yeah, I'm completely off that argument. They haven't been getting it done. Uh, obviously, they're still a great team. That doesn't mean they're going to be able to win by ten or more every game. Uh, this is what a ten and a half win spread. 
Ten and a half. It's too rich for my blood, and I'm going to tell you why. The Giants are coming off a bye, uh, and they are returning this week Saquon Barkley. They're returning their starting left tackle, Andrew Thomas. Uh, looking like Sterling Shepard might be back, so they're going to have Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, and Kadarius Toney. It's looking like for the first time all year, not only is Daniel Jones going to have his blindside protector, but his starting running back and his full array of wide receivers. Does that mean they're going to win the game? Probably not. They're still the Giants. Does that mean they're going to keep it within 10.5? I say yes. Another note, uh, two years ago, Daniel Jones had probably his best game ever as an NFL quarterback. Who did he do it against, you ask? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In prime time, he threw for 350 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, probably going to be hard to replicate that, but I do think he will have a uh, decent showing against Tampa Bay and be able to keep it within this spread. <laughs> You're talking about a game from three years ago? <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what the coin says. Yeah, I mean, I thought I, it's a pretty. It's I've, how's that not relevant to this game? It was two years ago against the Bucks in a primetime matchup. Oh, it's going to get fucking angry. Jesus Christ! Well, I think relax. it's. I think it's a relevant thing to bring up. Wow, well, fuck! I wish you were this fired up early. In the oh, podcast. by the way, this is the, that was the last part of my uh, sell my soul bet of the week. So we got the Giants to cover ten and a half, the Detroit Lions to cover eleven and a half, Cincinnati to cover one. Uh, and we have Kyle Pitts over his yardage total, which I believe was 61 and a half. Yeah, to recap mine, the Saints plus you one. You just recapped yours like two minutes ago. Oh, but mine's the winning one. I'm, I'm like fucking 90% and sell my soul bets this year. I should be selling this shit online. This shouldn't be free. And you know, uh, perfectly segmented in. You like this, uh, go ahead and like this video. Go ahead and review. <laughs> if you enjoy our picks, if you made some money off our picks... I, I got to say, I'm not only impressed with me and Mitchell's performance, but the fucking coin going 76, 73, and 1. I, I, I respect it, man. This coin is in it to win it. This is going to be an uh, absolute slaughter fest finishing the season. We're all within four games of each other. It's going to be interesting. I will say this has probably been the most up and down podcast we've done so far in terms of volume performance. So be prepared to turn up and down your volume many times during this episode. Uh, we'll always try to improve that, of course. This is going to be an exciting week for us. We have yeah. the, the big rivalry tonight with the Pats and, and the uh, Falcons. couple good games this week, right? You got the, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. That's a good division game. Dallas and KC, that's going to be a good one. Uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, more implications right there. Indy Buffalo projects to be a really good game. I see a lot of good games on the schedule. Uh, should be a really great week of football. Agreed, and I think that concludes the podcast. I think this is a pretty solid episode, and you know what? I think the uh, I think the caveman a lot of thinking here. Caveman listeners do love some some energy, and you know what? I had to give the energy day. I, I had some points to be made. Uh, last weekend, I was actually out of town. I was getting drunk during the games. So you know what? I had to come fire it up for this week uh, week's podcast. Shout out to SLG Football for funding me $150 after the Falcons win. Uh, looking forward to watching the game tonight. Goddamn, yep. Yeah. Again, appreciate you guys for listening. Have a great weekend. Peace.